Maybe big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista, probably one of the most entertaining marketing podcasts you're going to put in your ear. I'm Kevin, the producer here at Starista. The goal of the podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges facing the market, and maybe we'll have a little fun along the way. In this week's episode, Shay Howe, Chief Marketing Officer at Active Campaign, joins Vincent to discuss Active Campaign's marketing strategies as part of the ever changing nature of the industry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I, of course, am your host, Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista. It is great to be coming at you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Also, we just celebrated Ad Week here in New York City the last couple of weeks, and it was great. Thank you for all those people who listened to the podcast and told me about it. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, it's been great. Shout out to Aaron Johnston, a, a, a real big fan of the program who says he listens to every episode. So we're showing you some love, Aaron. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We do appreciate it. Thank you for coming up to us and saying that. I am riding solo today, ladies and gentlemen. My co-host, our CEO, is busy in planning meetings, you know, just ensuring that Starista is well into the future and doing great things as we have been. So let's talk about Starista just for a few seconds, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're just gonna talk about it for a few seconds. We are a marketing technology company. We own our own business-to-business data, our own business-to-consumer data, and we help companies utilize that data to help get new customers through our own email sending platform, our own DSP. We do display, connected TV, email me at vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email address. Boy, do you use it. You sure do. Also, some Cool upcoming dates to keep an eye on, ladies and gentlemen. December 8th is Starista's annual summit, virtual. We have amazing guests. We bring back some podcast guests. We have people, we've had former NBA stars, WWE stars, and we just, you know, talk for a few hours. We have comedians who come on and just entertain. So that's going on December 8th. December 18th, the Marketing Club of New York, speaking of comedy, comedy and cocktails, right? Live in New York City, hosted by yours truly, who, yes, as many of you know, I'm a stand-up comedian myself. I moonlight as a comedian at night, Vincent James. And speaking of that, December 15th and 16th, a lot of people from the Westchester County, New York, and the New York City area come out and see me. I will be headlining the Yonkers Comedy Club. A lot of my clients, a lot of my friends in that area have come out. So keep that up, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate it. I also appreciate our guests. We got a great guest today. This is a company I've wanted to talk to for a long time. I really do mean that. And I'm glad that we were able to match up. It is my pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, to introduce the Chief Marketing Officer of Active Campaign, Shay Howe. What's going on, Shay? Vincent, thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. 
I'm so excited to have you. I, I, I love, we were already talking, you know, we're similar industry, of course, because we know we talk marketing, but not every guest is in a similar industry. So I love that about you. I love you're a big sports fan. You know, you, you're sharing in the misery of my New York Giants. You're a Chicago Bears fan. So we're not a great year for us. Um, hopefully when this episode comes out in a couple of weeks, we're doing a little better, but uh, a nice little surprise by you, this new quarterback you guys have. He came out of nowhere, but he's got a bit of a Cinderella story. So I'm here for it. We'll see how it goes. I uh, I grew up in Ohio too. So I, I was a Justin Fields fan and still am. So I'm hoping for the best there too. I think there's still promise there, but Tyson's doing an incredible job. Yeah, I do think, you know, a lot of people are down on Justin Fields and I'm like, no, he's, this kid is good. Get him into the right system. Maybe a coaching change. Let's see. Who knows? But I, I don't know if the answer is if they happen to have some of those top picks, if it's just a knee-jerk reaction. But we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the year plays out for the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants, who were recording this episode right after a nice little win that they just had over the Washington Commanders. Serge, if you're listening, you still owe me, buddy. Surge from LG. So anyway, Shay, it's great to talk to you again. I love how, you know, um, mutual people put us together. This is great. This is, uh, I love how that happens. It doesn't happen often that way, but I wanted to talk to Active Campaign for a long time. Tell us about Active Campaign and then your role within the organization. Yeah, happy to. So Active Campaign is the most positively reviewed marketing automation platform in the world, serving customers in over 170 countries. Um, to distill that down a little bit, we help small teams power big businesses with the must-have platform for intelligent marketing automation. And I can go into the weeds and unpack all what that means. Uh, but I think the heart and center of what, what we'll share there is active campaigns in marketing automation platform. And in my role, uh, I oversee all things marketing as the chief marketing officer, as well as uh, the partnerships, corp dev, and a few other kind of ancillary groups. And, you know, I, I've always been familiar with Active Campaign. That's why I wanted to talk to you. A lot of the customers that we talk to here, because, you know, Strist is customer acquisition, you know, Active Campaign, uh, marketing automation, retention, getting those leads right to, you know, top of the funnel to move along the funnel. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot of times people will think of Active Campaign, they think email marketing, right? And that, not wrong in the sense that we definitely do email marketing, but for us, it's the automation is the heart and center of the business. And email is a key or core channel of that. And even to what you're saying there is, it's not even just top of funnel, right? It is you know, somewhere from someone has known about you, they have awareness, but how do you build them into you know, a lead, a customer, and then along that entire customer journey, like follow the life cycle of that customer uh, and using automation across that entire sequence. Yeah, no, I love it. And again, like I said, I've been you know very familiar with the the company, so uh, I'm glad you're here. A question we ask everyone, Shay, is that how you, how'd you get started in marketing to begin with? Yeah, I probably have a different path into marketing than most. Maybe I'm biased because it's my story, and I think, I think I'm just unique. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll, you, you tell me the story, and I'll tell yeah. you if it's unique to the podcast. Keep me honest. My my origins, my roots are actually in design. And design in a sense of how do we use design to solve a problem? I want it to look good. I want it to be creative. But I sincerely and wholeheartedly, first and foremost, want it to solve a problem. So that's what I went to school for. I studied design and spent you know, the first few years outside of college 
as a designer in a few different marketing agencies and then found my way into basically SaaS, so B2B SaaS. And in those kind of early stages of the company, moving into those hyper growth phases, you do everything. So I was a designer, but went deeper in engineering in the sense of him designing these things, but are they actually easy to build? Am I controlling scope right? Like, is this technically actually possible? Through that, built a few things and I realized, yeah, that this probably wasn't what the customer actually wanted. So in deeper into product management and into that side of the business to say, hey, let's make sure that what we're building is actually viable and that there's need for it. And that then led me deeper into marketing in the sense of, you can also build demand. You can create interest and intrigue in different ways too. So been in the hypergrowth B2B SaaS space where you're, you know, you wear many different hats, but it's been design, engineering, to product, to marketing, ops, and kind of honestly anything and everything in between. But I think I kind of stepped backwards into marketing uh, through that, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. So a lot of people didn't uh, similar where they stepped back into marketing, but not the design. Um. So you're right. There is a lot of uh, uniqueness there, Jay. So the design piece where you're, you know, working with creative, you're doing that. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're into engineering and you're into product management. No, that's, that is definitely unique. But well, how has that all helped you, you feel in, in marketing, especially at active campaign? Yeah. Well, active campaign is a unique one too, in that We've been more product-led in that product-led growth scenario even before product-led was kind of the, the trend of the moment, if you will. And, you know, I think if you follow my path from design and engineering, it's, it's, I'm scratching that left and right brain itches, right? Where I got the analytical or methodical on one side, you have the creative or artistic brain on the other. And for me, like in marketing, that rings so true, right? Where you have to be creative and find ways to stand out, but you shouldn't shy away from the data and the performance end of it and digging deeper into, you know, where certain aspects of demand gen versus brand also sit. So that design skill set of understanding your customer, thinking strategically about how you're going to solve that problem. I'll say data influenced uh, in how you actually make some decisions. And then at the end of the day too, design is also some method of communication, right? It's a way to collaborate, work together. And I think that's been largely transferable from anything I've done. Uh, marketing be a key piece of that. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned design. I was, uh, again, at Ad Week, I was, you know, people were talking and they were like, remember 30 years ago that there was like the big pitch and you had one shot at the design or you had one shot at like, you know, this campaign, this commercial, this all better be great. And now you, someone could like easily pivot so easily. You could switch out creative. You could switch out design so fast. It's like, uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's just something that came up at ad week that I was thinking of. We intentionally do that. So we'll, we'll test messaging and positioning, right? So it's, Hey, we're going to go run a campaign into this very specific vertical and Here's why we believe active campaign to be unique or specialized for that vertical. But we don't know what message is going to resonate. We don't know if it's going to be about price or a specific use case, or maybe it's a key integration. So it's, all right, let's spin up all those and let's run ads against them. Let's have landing pages that support different ones and see what's ones get the best engagement rates, be it click through or conversions. Like we test all of that, honestly. If, it, if I had one shot to do this, Oh, the pressure of that would be <laughs> daunting, honestly. 
Yeah. So we're, we're always playing around. I love it. Yeah. There's enough pressure in marketing to begin with. Right. So it's uh, having to do that. I just found that interesting. I was like, you're so right. Whereas like, you know, you had that one commercial, one shot 30 years ago, had to be right. goes into the print. And I'm like, it's way different now. But Shay, you said something about your time at SaaS companies and even some, you know, maybe startups in some sense where you had to wear a lot of hats. Right. I find myself even doing that at times here, but is that the case, the active campaign, or are you able to just really focus on the marketing aspect? Ooh, yes, wearing many hats. I'm getting, I'd say, uh, more specialized over time. So at Active Campaign, I've led design, be it product and brand design, I led engineering for a moment, I've led uh, all of marketing, still lead all of marketing, uh, build out what we call our platform strategy team, which does all of our partnership management, all of our DevRel functions, uh, build out some corp dev functions and have led a number of different acquisitions. One of those acquisitions was last year of a company called Postmark. And then for what would be the first year and a half or 18 months of that company at Active Campaign, kind of served as the GM to kind of get them embedded and led into the org well. So uh, have led different functions over there. So today it, it, it's marketing, but Marketing does include the platform strategy team, so our partnership management team, corp dev, um, that includes referral partners, a few things like that. Uh, and then, as is always the case, I think, in hyper-growth organizations, you're going to moonlight in certain areas, right? Where, uh, hey, you know, a strategic project comes up and I might pick that up and run with that alongside marketing, et cetera. So um, marketing is definitely the, the heart and kind of focus of what I'm doing. Uh, but not uncommon for a product here there to, to pick up. So I'm, I'm always curious when a company offers marketing solutions per se, and you're the CMO, is part of your job, Shay, to obviously to market active campaign to ideal customers, but are you getting into the nitty gritty with some of your customer strategies, kind of helping them out? Because that's ultimately what the platform is doing. Just curious about that. But if I'm doing my job well, it's both, right? Like I'm, our marketing is essentially marketing for our customers in so many different ways. And that can happen in a couple of different scenarios. One is, hey, what we're marketing is, it's aspirational. It has influence into our customers. They see how we use automation and they think, Oh, interesting. I could probably be doing something very similar to that. The other end of it is the way we use be it customer stories or testimonials, we can put them at the heart and center of what we're doing to highlight their businesses. The way we build out templates or recipes for emails or automations definitely supports them that they can grab those and use those off the shelf, as well as just different free tools we might create. So things like subject line generators, et cetera. Like a lot of the things we use to drive some demand in the business done well, it becomes directly applicable to our customers as well, right? By which they can use those and be better marketers themselves. So I think a lot about some of the thought leadership ends of that too. So yeah, done well, it's, uh, I can cover both of those, right? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that is interesting. I was curious about that. So let's talk about marketing, the marketing stir, right? So for active campaign, what are your, what's working for you marketing strategy wise? What channels are you finding most effective? What are some kind of some new trends or channels that you're dipping your toe in that are working? Let's separate this two for a second. So if we do 
what is working and just honestly, historically what's worked really well for us. So much of that sits around organic in that, you know, we, we have just a large repertoire of content that has driven folks into us. So uh, healthy, just organic search rankings and traffic coming in that turns into, you know, inbound business for us. Outside of that, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, we have, you know, customers in 170 different countries. Uh, we have over 185,000 paying customers. So our customers become such key advocates of ours that the word of mouth is actually really strong uh, for the business, as is some of our just broader referral partners. So be it the affiliates we have, as well as potential resale partners. So those historically have worked really well and to this day still work really, really well. Areas of what's more emerging or areas we're digging deeper into and playing around with, there's a few different spots. One is around, uh, honestly, just like influencers. Like that idea of referral partners has worked really well for us, but there's kind of a new edge or lens to inf- uh, referral partners. And we think that's probably closer to the influencer side or space where you have certain marketing coaches or, you know, just, I hate to use the word influencer in the definition of influencer, but, uh, you know, folks actually recommending different products, tools, or strategies, like just building some relationships and getting close to them is actually working out decently well. And we're going further in a few areas of like our owned channels. So how do we actually use our own email marketing? Uh, how are we structuring some things where given the landscape of artificial intelligence or algorithmic changes and just broader costs, what's more in our own control where we represent how we show up, how we can engage or connect with customers and go a little deeper with them. So making sure we have true ownership of those and development within them. And then that can even include things like what we're doing now, uh, just being on some podcasts, getting word out, just focusing on some of the brand awareness sides. So um, definitely experimenting and, and peppering around in some of those to see what might work or what might show some traction for us. Are you returning to conferences? Are you attending? Again, I was just, again, we were at one and just today, funny enough, like our marketing department was asking us, you know, what are some conferences you want to go to next year in 2024? And it was like, oh, we haven't really been asked that a lot lately because, you know, all the landscape has been the last few years. Well, are, are you going to conferences? You know, what, what are some that you recommend? And I don't not to put you on the spot, Shay, but that'll help me out too because I'm looking like, I was like, this is a question that we, we were just posed today, matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really good question. I think certainly things are, dare I say, returning to somewhat normal or normality. So as we were actually doing, uh, you mentioned planning at the beginning of the show too, some 2024 planning, we're doing the same. And one of the exercises of that is, hey, let's get a list of all the different events we might want to go to and be it a sponsor, a guest, a speaker, like let's lay it all out. And then let's start to look at some of the cost of that, which is the reality of, we think there's some, some wise things to do there. But you can't take any of those a la carte and just make a decision on one. You should look at the cohesive whole and see what are the best ones to go to? Where would we want to place our bets and, and push more of the, you know, the chips in on that, right? To make sure we have the best investment there. <clears throat> I can I give you a better answers to what those events are <laughs> in a week or two. <clears throat> I'll say historically for us, the events we have went to, probably more pre-pandemic. Um, Saster has always been a good event for us. 
Uh, so if you're selling into B2B SaaS startups, it's always been a great place to be. Um, and we've gotten lucky enough to do the lanyard sponsorship. So there's a, a point of pride of seeing it walk around with your logo on. Um, Dreamforce has been decent for us in the sense that we have the number one marketing automation integration into uh, Salesforce. So uh, in the app exchange, we do very well. So we've been there more from a brand awareness perspective, perhaps more than lead gen, if you will. Um, in the past, we've done all the digital summit series, uh, which has been an interesting event. So I don't know, we play around with a number of ones. Um, and it's, it's kind of, that landscape is shaken up right now too. I think some events have completely pivoted during the pandemic. New ones have came about. So I don't know. It might be, I might have a different answer for you in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd love to catch back up with you and talk about that because that's what we're doing too, where we're figuring out, you know, we've had Adweek is a big one. And then also Dreamforce is a re even bigger one. And it's like, you know, are you really meeting people? But like you said, maybe for brand awareness, we find the ramp up series live ramp ramp up to be uh decent uh, we find some of the programmatic io stuff just uh to, to be good just for those people and again we're sharing you know some great knowledge there and some thought leadership with with our listeners it's just our own opinions on uh the these events there's uh and then i also find share a lot of like localized ones right there's like the little uh, battle fin one that's kind of coming in November, they were just on our podcast and it was an interesting how they approach things. But yeah, that's, you know, let's catch up in a couple of weeks because that, that's it's my marketing department asking me as you're, you know, you're the head of your marketing department. So you're putting this together. It just came up today. I thought I'd ask. Yeah, we, we host a lot of our own events. Um, honestly, every single week we're hosting an event. <clears throat> so um, I can go into more detail on what those are, but th those have definitely been successful for us in so many different ways, too. And are those on your website where people could find them and just, you know, attend? Is it regional, I would imagine, some of the big cities? Yeah, totally. And this is probably an advantage we have at ActiveCampaign, honestly, in that, you know, you have those customers globally uh, in a way where, you know, we also have a volume, right? So that 185,000 where we can go into different markets to spend time with them. And it, man, there is a, like a, a triple threat to these events, which is really exciting in that, we go and we invite our customers, we invite prospects, we invite partners, whomever might be uh, to come spend time with us. And through that, we notice that the cohorts that come that aren't customers convert at a much higher rate than basically any other touch or activity we can have on them. Because for a couple of days, we're going to sit down and go through the platform and really show them how to use it. So their eyes just light up with possibility. For existing customers, it turns them into such low advocates that we see their expansion and retention as a cohort just balloon. And that they're like, oh, same scenario. There's a bunch of things I could be doing that active campaign that I didn't recognize or realize. And they go execute on those, which keeps them around much longer. And then running those events so well, all those folks, I guess I should say all, a good majority of those folks then go out and share their experience. They post it on LinkedIn. They put it on Twitter. The brand awareness carry from those works so well for us. Uh, to a degree, I think we'll do probably close to 100 events uh, this year just in market and regionally throughout. So um, I think by the time this comes out, I think it'll probably be November-ish. Uh, and in November, we'll do Denver, we'll do Chicago, Jacksonville, Houston, Singapore, London. Uh, I think we're in Hong Kong, Miami, Minneapolis. So it's uh, honestly, every week there's something happening, which is incredible. That's amazing. Is that right on your website there? Is it, is it activecampaign.com? Uh, you go to activecampaign.com. There's an events page. Uh, that event series very specifically we call study halls. 
So you go to activecampaign.com forward slash study halls. You also see all of those listed out. That's awesome. So let's get into some of the, you know, the, the customers, 185,000. That's amazing. Are there certain types of customers that work really well for active campaign? Is it kind of industries, Shay? What, you know, what's kind of the benchmark? You just work with everyone or just, you know, tell me about it. Yeah. I think you definitely don't get to 185,000 paying customers without some level of just agnostic in there, right? So it at the heart and center, it's a platform. We don't, it's not, you know, geared towards any one specific vertical. It's not one specific geography, right? It's in multiple different languages. So you see people from all over, be it verticals, locations, et cetera, use it. I'd say if I distill that down into the sweet spot though, right? Like uh, you think of the ideal customer profile that's, you know, everything for anyone, like that's a really hard place to market, right? So for us, what we know is the sweet spot is it's a marketer. It's someone who's building out different marketing campaigns or executing on things. And very specifically, even in the business size, that's an established marketing program. So it's often not someone who is just starting, uh, you know, a marketing program. Like it's someone who's probably led one before. This isn't their first one. They maybe even used a tool before us and they're looking for some level of maturity in what they're doing. Very specifically, that's often around automation um, and to that, right? So the marketer doing something of an established program, but automation is a key part of that process in their, and I'll say in their business, not just in their go-to-market motion, right? But they're using automation in a number of different ways across their actual business through be it not only conversion, but retention, expansion, et cetera. On a vertical side, we do do you know, well in a few key verticals, uh, the likes of which include e-commerce, uh, B2B SaaS for us, the course creators or kind of online education space has really done well for us, as well as the agencies, consultancies, or kind of that broader professional service side has also been really, really strong for us. Let's get back to something you talked about because longevity at any company means something. And you've been at Active Campaign involved in some type of role of marketing, like you said, design and now marketing. How has your last was like six or seven years? How has it changed? I mean, look, through that time, you were before a pandemic, during and now after a pandemic. How is uh, what have you seen in the beginning of when you started your job till now? (laughs) We're taking you back on a journey here, Shay. This is uh, what we do here. Yeah, it's uh, I can write a book on this one. Um, I don't know how much time you have for this question. <clears throat> it's a totally different organization, totally different job. The entire spec of it has changed. And let's put that in context. I started a little over six years ago. We are 10 times the size number of employees. We are well beyond 10 times the amount of revenue. Uh, I mean, it is fundamentally a different business. Um, so it, it's it's hard to kind of put that into perspective or even talk through without going through some of what of each stage of that journey or what that looks like through the different hurdles. I would say the constant has been change uh, in a very good way, honestly. It's interesting. Oh, you even talk to folks who have been here longer than I. And uh, I'll ask them, you know, what I'm just curious, not digging, but why, why, why do you stay? What's kept you around so long? And the answer is almost always the same. And that folks feel like they have a different job every six to 12 months. 
And, and an interesting job in that about the time you think you have it figured out, it gets a little bit more challenging, right? The scale of it comes up a level or, uh, you know, there's a new opportunity presented that is going to require a little bit different thought process or emotion. And it's one where the challenge isn't so far ahead of you. It's unbearable and you're not actually sure how to tackle it, but it's moving at a pace too, where nothing becomes mundane, right? Like you stay in that, you know, constant state of flow. Um, and I would say that that has been true, right? Um, we went through several layers of maturity throughout our growth, uh, but one by which staged very well. That makes sense. And I also think, you know, because you're working with so many different customers and their their own marketing campaigns are so unique, that's got to, no matter who's on the front line of those campaigns there, it's got to just be something different all the time. The entire landscape of marketing has changed so wild in the last six years, right? So even just... In terms of how we market our own business, how our customers market their businesses, it is so wildly different. Uh, and that, you know, built into the change of not only the change of growth in a business and organization, uh, just fun challenges, right? To like step through. But something you said too kind of resonates with me here at Starista is that you said once people go to these conferences, these events that you hold and meet active campaign and meet current customers and hear. And they're telling other people. That's kind of like it's Trista. We're we're we've certainly grown during uh, my four years here. I was employee forty one. We're at like one fifty now. Again, during like during a pandemic, during a, you know mild recession, and it's people who know us. It's people who get to know us, and they just tell people about us. So same same thing. At the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned I'm very familiar with Active Campaign being in this industry parallel in a lot of ways. What would you say separates yourself from some of those other companies who are doing marketing automation? Yeah, this is, a, I love this question. Because <clears throat> you think about MarTech or marketing technology in that space we operate, right? There are thousands of companies, uh, no shortage of competitors, right? So what is it that truly differentiates active campaign? And I can give you five key ways, quite honestly. One is, we have the automation first mentality. So while we'll build out different channels of email, CRM, landing pages, forms, SMS, et cetera, we're doing that with the thought of how do you bring automation into that? How do you use automations to still deliver a very personal user or customer experience? Like everything we do is oriented around automation. That is the heart and soul of the business. And I think other folks start in a channel and then start to think about, well, how might we build some automation into it? We come from the complete opposite mindset. So automation first mentality. Second piece of that is a personal investment in your success. And in areas where folks might look at customer support or success as cost centers, for us, it's opportunity. We know that the way we grow our business is by you growing yours. So things like free onboarding, free migrations, the ability to call someone or have a contact with any human and active campaign, irregardless of what you pay us, is open, right? Like we, we want to spend time with you, your business, and truly invest in you, knowing that your growth leads to ours, quite honestly. The third piece would be, and this, this gives to my design roots, which I really enjoy, but we want a platform that has a great layer of sophistication, allows you to go do a bunch with it, 
but is not difficult to use. And the way we frame that up is we want something that is simple, not simplistic, right? And that simple, easy to use, very intuitive is not simplistic. We're not taking the features and distilling them down to the most simplest core so that anyone can use them. We still want to give you the depth of capabilities you need to go build the automations that are unique to your business and give you all the strengths you want. We just want it to be easy to do. So we spent a lot of time on that end. The fourth one would be just the, the value you get from Active Campaign, And we frame that in, you could start a trial today and be automating something in the next five minutes. Like sincerely, the time to value, we're talking in minutes, not weeks, not months, not quarters, right? Like you get that value today. And to that, we talk about that automation happening throughout your entire customer lifecycle. So it's not just value today, it's value tomorrow. And then every single day you got that automation running, right? Like you will continually see value coming from active campaigns. And I'll put the last piece on it. And I, I shared this earlier, but it's you know the most positively reviewed marketing automation platform in the world. And that's those are facts. That is our customers uh, in G2, you know, Trustpilot, et cetera, talking about us. Um, you know, we G2 alone made over 10,000 positive reviews. Right, folks talking about active campaign and you know the power it brings to their business. So uh, something we take a lot of pride in uh, that didn't come easy. So um, just that the power of our customer base is incredible. Yeah, no, and thanks for breaking that down. And you should be proud because you know customers. That's what matters, right? The people who are using it and, and what they say about it. That's the best marketing in itself. Someone who uses it and tells someone else about it. It's so old fashioned, right? But now. We just have the tools and the capabilities of doing that at such a larger scale. So kudos to you. Let's talk about AI. Big topic, right? Everyone's talking about it. Are, have you embraced it there at Active Campaign? And is it embedded into the platform? Are you using it for marketing purposes? How are you using it today? Ooh, <clears throat> we can tackle that question both ways. So how are we using it just as our team internally, our own, our, our own marketing, and then even in the product, quite honestly. Um, and I'll, I'll start with the team. There's kind of three different ways I'd say we're putting it to use. And one is, I think, what everyone has heard and seen, and that is just content generation, right? Uh, you know, in that, we're doing things that are not, it's not writing our blog posts, it's not doing like the content marketing for us, but it's doing things like, hey, write write a chatbot script for us or write some social media post or work on some ad copy or creative ideas. Um, write a job post in some respect, right? Like go, go use it to, to help bring out some content, but in ways that through our content marketing, we still want to have an opinion. We still want to do something that's probably more net positive and creating just more insights for folks. So it's the content generation side, but not just a bulk order, go put content out there, if that makes sense. The other side is researching. So it's, hey, go do competitive or comparison research for us or help us go find some influencers. Uh, actually thinking about it, even that events question is a great question for generative AI to say, hey, what, what are the best in, like industry events for e-commerce or B2B SaaS companies, things like that, like take those key verticals. I bet you someone on the team is doing that right now. Uh, come up with interview questions, things like that, right? Like, so just the, the research side. The key piece that's been really interesting just in our own work though has been the ability to glean insights from generative AI. So to say, hey, take this large data set and tell me what's working here. So we'll put in customer, just like direct attribution. So when a customer signs up and they tell us how they found us, we'll just pipe that data into AI and say, 
hey, give us the most common threads of how someone found us. And it might be through influencers. I'm like, cool, give me the top 10 influencers and who they recommended or referred and what's the you know ACV of all those accounts, et cetera. Um, so using it to just pull out insights in our marketing of what's working, what's not, and then using that to fundamentally change some of our strategies. So um, insights has been a key piece of where we're using it, I'd say more internally. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, that's how myself, I, I could speak for it. That's how I'm using it kind of for research, for just certain types of content. I am, I'm finding it very, it, it's very just um, an additional step that allows me to utilize. It just, it just helps me out. It's just there to just uh, make my job just a little quicker, you know, work a little smarter. So yeah, I, I love hearing that. So Shay, that's all the work questions. Now let's get to some of the personal questions here. Some of the well, fun questions, if you will, for some of the audience there. Our most famous question that uh, people love and they told me about at this conference, our LinkedIn question. You're a CMO at a big company. LinkedIn, you're probably getting messages all the time on LinkedIn. What's a message that resonates with you? And what are a few that you just hate? If you send a connection request, you got to put a comment in there. It, like, especially if it's, if I don't know you, right? Like, uh, Vincent, I, I think we're connected on LinkedIn, but if we're not, you sent me a request there today. I'd be like, yep, totally makes sense. You don't like no comment necessary. Out of the blue, you send me one. Like, I, why? What, what's uh, like, it, it, my mind just goes to, you're going to try and sell me something. And I, I don't want that. Um, if you're going to try and sell me something, <clears throat> kudos, I get it, respect. Uh, prove to me you're not AI or you're not copying, pasting something, right? So a lot of times someone would be like, hey, heard you on this podcast. That was great. I'm so-and-so from this business. You, you did the surface level of research and that is not enough. Uh, it, it needs to be, hey, I heard you on this podcast talking about the bears. I feel you, Justin Fields went down. But man, what an interesting opportunity for the young quarterback. I hope he does well. Then I'm like, you listened? You went a little deeper. I, I, you've warranted my attention. Let me read the rest of your message, right? Like, let's, let's see where this is going to go. So yeah, prove to me you're not AI or I'm not like in a, you know, a simulation of copying and paste there, if you will. The, the bad ones, uh, you, you call me Shane or Sean or Siri, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, you just like, you, it's, uh, it, you spell my name wrong, which happens so, so, so often. Um, it like that is almost immediately the just like, you're no, like I, I need a little more attention to what you're doing in that respect. Mm -hmm. I like the prove to me you're not AI because I remember like getting a request from someone like I was the first connection with and they knew me already. I was like, I knew this person and they were like, you know, we should meet up. And I'm like, I will be at this conference. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like, okay. You know me though. We met before, you know, it was like, it was one of those things. And yeah, if you think they get Shay wrong, imagine Pietra Fessa, um, you know, so it's uh, all the time. It's just like, just don't even bother. Just lead with Vincent. That's yeah. And that's a lot of things. Like a lot of people, will try to get their clients on this podcast, right? But I'm like, first of all, just tell me you listen to it. Tell me you like it, you know, lie to me even. Just it's like, 
hi, I think so-and-so would be, just can you acknowledge that you like the podcast? Say something about it, you know? And uh, it's, we just dismissed that right away. So Shay, let's get to, so were you, oh, you said you're originally from Ohio area. And uh, what brought you to the Chicago area? What do you like to do on the weekends? What are some of your hobbies? I'm a, I'm a pretty simple person um, outside of work, which I, I generally like what I do. So it's uh, I'm always reading or studying or mentoring others like in the space. And it, that's selfish in so many ways, too, if I'm honest with you, Vincent. Like I just learn so much about others, people's businesses and what's happening. Like it's all full circle and helps. But <clears throat> outside that, I love to cycle. That's like my form of <clears throat> exercising. So um, getting out on the bike, it's predominantly road biking, but, uh, I also love mountain biking as well, where it's just to be outside. And a lot of times I listen to podcasts out there. So, um, it's a good way to get outside. Um, in Chicago, we have a beautiful lakefront trail that you can just for miles on end can, can ride along. So, um, that's one of, one of my favorite things to do, just get outside and be on a bike. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, you know, with Chicago, it's you're kind of limited, right? About you get about seven months out of the year or six months. What do you get? Uh, we're lucky. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but no, I love Chicago. It is like truly one of my, you know, probably my second favorite city behind New York City, of course, where I live and uh, and love. So uh, that's great. So, Shay, just before we leave, anything you want to just leave our listeners with a closing thought stuff to think about something you're reading, anything you want. This has been top of mind for me. I, I saw this post. Um, I talk about Chicago and other fellow Chicagoan, uh, Jason Freed had a, had a post on, um, do you call it Twitter? Do you call it X these days? I still call it Twitter, but yeah, it gets, uh, the old debate. I think you can say either right now. So it's in that, that middle ground. Um, he had, he had a post that was really interesting where, um, essentially to the degree of, a lot of times he'll get asked for advice about a team dynamic where someone's against them or they're against someone or management this or person team that. Uh, and basically like, how do you, how do you handle those types of situations? And what he said struck me and it's, uh, it's simple, but it's so true in that it's, you just take those unfortunate conditions with optimism, positivity. You got to have good faith. You have to always, always assume that level of positive intent. Uh, and that just assume things can work, that it will be okay. Uh, quite honestly, and if you don't like it, the spiral there just gets uh, a little, little too deep, too far out of control. So um, just do whatever you're doing, just recognize that everyone generally has the same goal uh, and you should cheer for everyone on the team, everyone you work with, uh, that you work for, you know, around. Um, and that, you know, if you don't do that, um, it, like that, that almost becomes you manifest your own reality, uh, right? So to to be better, you have to make it better. Uh, so don't be afraid. And I think the way he phrased it was Ben positive. Uh, don't be afraid of that. So um, yeah, I think it's a good note to to leave on. Definitely a great note to leave on. That's uh, thank you so much, Shay, for joining us. That's Shay Howe. Also uh, check him out, activecampaign.com, chief marketing officer there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Shay. I'm Vincent. AJ is doing some great planning for Starista here. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast from Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.